0: Take your Bibles now and let's turn to Psalm 47. Psalm 47, and let's worship the Lord with a psalm. The Word of God tells us that we ought to sing with the Holy Spirit in our hearts, speaking and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We will try to accomplish all that. This is a psalm of triumph, a psalm of victory, a psalm of success, and a psalm of glory to God. Every man loves a winner. Every man loves a winning cause. And there is no winning cause like the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our conquering prince, king of kings and lord of lords. Let's stand together and read in unison... Psalm 47, together, oh, clap your hands, all ye people shout unto God with the voice of triumph for the Lord most high is terrible. He is a great King over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises unto our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. Indeed, a psalm of triumph and victory and success. And it tells us to clap our hands and shout with the voice of triumph because we serve the living and true God who is successful and victorious in all His plans and purposes in the world. He doeth according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay His hand or say unto Him, What doest thou? Amen. Because the Lord, as the second verse tells us, is most high, and he is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He has drowned and suffocated this earth once before in water, and he's going to drown and suffocate it again in fire when he comes in judgment on this planet. David could easily write and say that he'll subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet, because David expanded the coast of Israel... From the Nile River to the Euphrates River. From east of Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea. If you go read the dimensions of Israel under David's rule and where he set up outposts. He got all the land that God ever promised Abraham or Moses. And he conquered it. And David could write these words with utter truth and verity in his mind. And he knew that God had chosen that inheritance for his people The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Out of all those nations, God loved one of them. As a nation, God loved one of them. Israel. The excellency of Jacob. And so the psalmist here reflects even the election of God in verses 3 and 4 by mentioning the nations being subdued, but then the excellency of Jacob being loved. Selah. Stop and think. Upon the goodness and triumph of God. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go on about this triumphant God, our King. It says God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. To go up is to take your throne. To go up the stairs and ascend and sit down on your throne victorious. But we of the New Testament are able to read a psalm like this with more understanding and clearer vision than David even wrote it. And that is, we know what the Lord Jesus Christ did after his resurrection. Amen. If you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you're only part way to the truth. After his resurrection, he ascended up into heaven. Amen. And, brethren, he came with a shout, he came with the sound of the angelic chorus and orchestra, he arrived in heaven with the same. You can read about it in Revelation chapters 4 and 5. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet, as he ascended into heaven and took the book of the everlasting covenant out of the hand of him that sat on the throne and opened the seals thereof, which contain all the blessings that were given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And then he sat down. All principalities and powers, thrones and dominions being made subject unto him. That's our Savior. He's the one I represent this morning as his ambassador and your servant. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. Look at that sixth verse, brethren. Do you wish you could go back and sing the two songs we've already sung because you only gave it a partial effort? Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. Amen. Yeah. No points off for redundancy. This is written by the Holy Spirit. Right, man. No points off. The emphasis is there for a purpose For us to love singing and realize that the Lord of Heaven loves singing. He loves us to sing praise unto our King. And so we should enjoy every minute of singing that we get. It doesn't say play in the New Testament. It says sing. So we can understand this verse well. We want to sing as the next verse tells us with our understanding. Isn't it wonderful that that rule that Paul gave, I will sing with the Spirit, And I will sing with the understanding. You cannot play with the understanding, but you can sing with the understanding. You might be able to play with the Spirit, but you cannot play with the understanding. David even knew that under the Old Covenant, where there was a whole lot of playing and a whole lot of banging along with the singing. Sing ye praises with understanding, for God is the King of all the earth. That's why we should want to sing, Do we have a cause worth living for? Do we have a cause worth singing about? We do. God, our King, is Lord over all the earth. He reigns over the heathen. He sits on the throne of His holiness. If you ever have to waste any time studying the deities of other religions, you find out that none of them are known for their holiness. There's only one God in the universe that is known for his holiness and is worshipped in the beauty of holiness. And that is our God. He is holy, 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 O Lord God of hosts. And the cherubim in heaven are singing that at this very moment. He is forever thrice holy. Praise his glorious name. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. Amen. God is greatly exalted because all protection, all defense is the Lord's. That's what that word shield is there for. All the shields of the earth, all the protection that you will ever need is in the Lord himself and nowhere else. The Bible tells us the horse is prepared against the day of battle. But safety is of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, when it says the princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham, David himself collected all the princes of Israel on several occasions. This may have been the occasion for the moving of the Ark of the Covenant into its resting place. And David took great pleasure in doing that, and he gathered together 30,000 of the chosen princes of Israel for that purpose. But when we in the New Testament read this verse, we are able to understand that the people of the God of Abraham are not those by natural descent from Abraham, not the Jews of the Old Covenant, but the believers in Jesus Christ, both Jews and Gentiles, of the New Covenant. And so when we look at an Old Testament psalm, we look at it through the spectacles of the New Testament, which tell us that this psalm and these words have an application to us even greater than they had to David and 30,000 literal princes that he gathered together. The Bible tells me that you, my brethren, have been made by the Lord Jesus Christ, kings and priests unto our God. Amen. I would say that a king and a priest deserves the title of prince at least. And so when we read about the princes of the people of the God of Abraham, we understand the Abraham of the spiritual promises of God's word. Abraham is the father of the faithful. And as we had remind as we had a reminder even on this past Wednesday evening, if you are Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. The promises of God made to Abraham were made through his seed, and that seed is not a race. That seed is the Lord Jesus Christ. As Galatians 3.16 so plainly tells us, and all his promises are ours. Abraham wasn't looking for land in Canaan. Abraham was looking for heaven. Abraham wasn't looking for Jerusalem in Palestine. Abraham was looking for Jerusalem, which is above, which is the mother of us all. Therefore, this psalm is ours in the fullest sense of the word, and we ought to rejoice in it. Sing praises unto God. Sing praises. Let's worship him. He is highly exalted in the earth.